Hello, hello, and welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Rope It Oak, I get to interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent and motivation around their new release. I've found that given the opportunity, in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about musicianship, life, and the challenges of being a professional musician. This week we chat with pianist and composer Richard X. Bennett, who has a unique approach to music fashioned by his life experience. Bennett has spent some time studying the raga in India, which informs some but not all of his playing. We first met Richard in 2017 when he brought two distinct jazz albums to Ropado, Experiments with Truth and What Is Now. This year he returns with a deeply personal recording entitled Away From The Many, reflecting on life and loss through time alone. We talk about the making of the album, Elton John, and his new connection with Rope It Up alum, Aaron Dalton. And we are live-ish. Um, I am here uh, talking with Richard X. Bennett about uh, past, present, and future releases at, uh, here at Rope It Oak. Richard, how are you? I'm good, Lewis. It's good to hear from you again. There we go. Sorry that we couldn't do this in person this time, but it turns out it's a big snowstorm here anyhow. So, um, so April 20th, we are releasing the third album uh, of your recent uh, prolific output uh, away from the many and I have to say right out of the gate that from the, the two records that we released uh, last year when I heard this I was uh, stunned because you you understand a level of complexity in music that is far beyond my reach <laughs> And this is so subtle and gentle to me, at least from the listeners. Mm. Um, can you tell me, you know, what your intent is with this and why it's different from the previous records? Well, I would, I would say what it is is that I do a lot of composing and playing and not everything I do sort of fits into one box. So when I'm, when, when I'm creating music, it's not necessarily like for two hours I'm going to play groove jazz. I usually do a warm up. I usually play some Indian bass music. I play something else and I play, you know, I might play a pop song. So I'm not, my, my feelings of music are a little schizophrenic, but then when I organize them later, I organize them a little bit more by, well, what would be for a listener if I was giving a concert or something, what, what would that be about? And one of the things I've noticed is that people are very much using music for a purpose these days. And I'm not sure about the viability of like releasing like something that just sounds like your live performance. So in this, this case, I wanted to do something that was piano based, but would also sound very good on headphones. And part of that was using electronics and and um, and and putting the piano in a space where it wasn't totally up front. So my image was a little bit like piano that's 
it's sounding like it's coming a little bit from a cave or um, but a little bit in the distance not not hammering you in the head and and another thing was I had thought that with the earlier quintet quintet record on experiments with truth which was a very joyous and uplifting record and and the trio record which was sort of like a funky record I thought well let me do something that's a little bit more on the meditative side and even something for people to listen to when at the end of the day maybe when they're when they're um I don't know smoking a cigarette or smoking some pot or just want some meditation or just want to relax or music to sleep by or whatever but not necessarily social music and that's why it's called away from the many because it's meant for the solo listener because as much as we don't want to admit it we all spend a lot of our time in life alone so not no one really wants to sit alone and be listening to Bruno Mars or something like that so I thought well here's some music for people who are either they can either be lonely or alone fascinating and 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 I was gonna say except Bruno Mars perhaps <laughs> you know, it's it's just so great to hear you say that because that is exactly so much the feel that I get, and and it, there's a, just a certain comfort uh, that comes from putting this on. Uh, meditative is definitely a word that comes to mind. It just feels like a like a companion when I am alone, and it does feel far away. I, 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 the image that comes to my mind is a little bit of like. Uh, that that old guest room that nobody ever ah. goes into, and there's somebody in there playing the piano. Yeah, well, actually, 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 that 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 work, that works very very well for me. But I've just I've just noticed that I'm I'm fascinating because everywhere I go, people have headphones on. You know, even now coffee shops when people are online, they're always listening to their own music, and I'm always trying to figure out. I'd really like to know what people are listening to or what they're doing. But I prefer music as a social experience, but but it's also sometimes it's not a social experience. So this is this is ref, reflective of, of that. Um, it, I wouldn't say this is this is created as a as a long set of music, but in my own world, it's not something that it's not how I would play. I wouldn't I wouldn't play like that concentrated and softly for an hour because it actually would bring up too many negative emotions, um, that kind of control. So, um, and then, and then I might be too violent in real life. So I like to work out things by playing very hard and loud, my emotional issues, but this is, but at a certain point, once I'm calmed down, I might play a four minute piece and, and everything was recorded in like very separate chunks of, of pieces. And it was also, um, I was listening to a lot of French music this year and uh, I was influenced a little bit by that. Um, um, it's the hundredth uh, anniversary of Debussy. And so I was listening to a little of that and, and Eric Satie and, and it's, it's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a way of doing music that it, it might be soft and it's comfortable, but it's also, it has some technique and rigor to it too. Like it doesn't sound like, it's being played by somebody who just started playing the piano three days ago. So there's little complications here and there. And, but for the most part, 
it's 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 not in a it's not in a rhythmic framework. Let's say that that was the first thing. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, that, that's that's so key, and I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling that as well. I, I I do think that it is more social than than you might think, but I want to. Mm. You know, I mean, I because I, because I want immediately I want to share this with people, and I, and I hope uh, lots of people ah. feel that way. Um, ah, the, the, you mentioned uh, the music that you're listening to. Do you want to talk a little bit about that process? So when when you know, how, how does a song come to you? How do you write? Uh, is it sort of a free form? Uh, you know, inspiration, and then and then the song comes from there, or are you thinking about the song first and then digging? Well. Generally speaking, the pieces, they come from some sort of inspiration, freeform inspiration, but then I work on them over and over and over again. They're very rarely do I come up with the idea and I go, oh, I like this whole idea. But usually if I get like the first 20 seconds of an idea and I think, oh, this idea is good, then I'll I'll really work on it until it feels like in a, a place where I want it to be. And and certain what happened also for me last year was um my best friend who had been the bass player in my band for like 15 years and he was also the best man at my wedding he suddenly died mm-hmm. and so part of this music is reflective of that and i know that's not really like a tremendous like selling point to say well this music is inspired by death but it was inspired by death because there was a part of me that was just sort of sitting there and going okay how do i play and i would just like play a couple notes and then i would wait and i'd play a couple more but i could feel that the really slow idea was appealing to me musically and even now as we're talking now and i'm in a sort of different space i can't necessarily get the the exact feel on like a piece like the slow drag that i could get when i recorded it because now i'm already putting a little more um, R&B groove into it and a backbeat and, and some, some other kind of like m- what I consider like more life affirming feelings to it. But, but nobody else has said to me, Oh, I find the music depressing. And I certainly wasn't looking to make it like make depressed people feel more depressed, but it came out of, it came out of a emotional space like that. Uh, some, some of the pieces are, they can they can come up when some of the pieces come because I might be like um, improvising on an Indian raga or in case on a couple pieces and this album are are based a little on Indonesian music which I was really listening to a lot for a while so there's always there's always whatever is flowing in in some ways it comes out and at this point I I feel confident that no matter what I listen to, what I end up creating is not going to be a copy of what I've heard. So, so we, I, so I could spend six months listening to hip hop and, and then I make my hip hop album and it's still going to pretty much sound like an album that's made by me. It's not going to sound like, yeah. So, so I, I, I feel confident in listening to things that, that, that somehow I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up. And part of it is that I, I, my influences, I don't, I don't like, I don't overstudy them. It's like I'm listening and and from the beginning, I'm always sort of doing an impression of things I'm hearing. And then as it moves on and I'm thinking about other things, the, 
the music sort of changes around and the next thing I know I have something that is hopefully new for people to enjoy. Beautiful. I, you know, I want to, I want to say, I mean, that's, it, it, it's such a great, I mean, I'm, you know, sorry to, to be lost and I don't want to say it's great. What I mean is, yeah. you know, that's a beautiful thing in music to, to take a moment in your life and express it. And I want to say that it's not sad for me. It's important. And, and I think many people would agree because, you know, everyone experiences death. It's really important to find comfort in that sadness. And I think that this music helps to do that. And, and cert I certainly feel that it, in some way it was comforting for you to express this. And I think that that translates. I think you feel that. In that well, there's a, there's a little that. And then there's also like, even at the time it happened, cause you know, my, you remember my, my dad also died last year too. So, so that also like it brought everything back and he was older and it wasn't the same. And that was also an intense, but part of it is like when you're feeling that sad, you feel that you feel more alive than you do on your day to day basis because you're, and that's part of the experience that you sort of want as a musician is to have that you're, you're, that you're able to get to a place where your emotions are intensified and yet you have the training to express what you want to express. You know, it's not like I'm going to have these strong emotions and then I'm going to be able to really write a fantastic poem about it. But I am a piano player. So so when just like just like I tell people, like, you know, if you want to um, perform and, and, you know, and be drunk, well, then you better practice being practice piano while you're drunk, too. I wasn't like, hey, this is great. I'm feeling so intensely about things. I'm going to do some great music. But at the same time, there was part of me that was aware that if I sat down, there was a good chance something was going to happen because I could because I didn't even have like I didn't have any filter between between like the creative process and anything else because I couldn't even concentrate in some sort of way. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. So. It does. It's you know, getting to the feeling part and disarming some of the cognitive function. You're yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the, the reason you train is so that cognitive part is there and you don't have to worry about it while you're doing your playing. Just like surfing. Um, I wanna, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Same thing, because if you're not trained, it's not a good thing to go out surfing when you're grieving. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yet it is a great shot of uh, surfing 9-11 uh, circulating around the internet. Um, oh, really? <laughs> that was their reaction. But also you train your muscles, you train your body to be able to handle it when, when you know, so yeah. not thinking because you have to go with the flow. You got to, you can't, you can't go against the ocean and you can't master it. So you have to have all of those pieces in place. So your body knows what to do when the flow comes your way, you know? Right. I want to ask you about this track that's on here. Uh, there, there's so much, and I don't want to over-focus on this, but Benny and the Jets. Uh, okay. Why? I had, I had already recorded the slow drag, the first song, and, and it was done really slowly, right? And I'm playing at this really slow tempo, and I, and, and I thought, 
oh, maybe I'm going to do a whole record and just take all and everything is going to be really slow. And then, then I decided, no, this is just going to drive people nuts if everything, like if nothing has, like, like if everything is played that slow. But I was going, and 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 not Benny and the Jets. That's really, that's really related to, to like, it was like I had discovered this new idea that I could play things so slowly. So I was kind of just going through any and all kind of pieces, like playing some jazz standards and playing um you know some r&b stuff i know and, and different things and then i i got to benny and the jets and because it has it starts with just the co- the chords that elton john plays on the piano and everybody hears those chords and they recognize what the song is i was like oh this kind of this this sort of really 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 works for me and it's also because at different times i've my my wife has all sorts of ideas for Robidoux, right? So she's like, Robidoux should do a tribute to Philadelphia and you should play Philadelphia Freedom. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to play Philadelphia Freedom. I said, I would rather play something by Music Soul Child, but, but okay. You know, because there's so, there's so much music that's come from Philadelphia, right? And, um, and uh, so I did that and then, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm going to save this stuff for a trio album, and I I played it um, I played it once with with my trio on a gig, and I, I was like, well, this is going to really be hard to sync up the band at that slow tempo, and I'm not really sure that I'm getting more from it than doing it, starting to make it sound more normal, and that's not really what I wanted. I didn't want it to sound like you know a sensitive jazz version, and 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 at that point also I was really um, I had my tech together in terms of like how I wanted to get the piano sound and uh, and especially like the piano effect. So I'm playing like the timing is is um, affected by how the um, how the act the speed of the echo. And uh, so I was like, okay, I got it. And then and then that's actually one where it was like. I was recording, I was like, oh, let me try this. I played it and, and that version is unedited, which is a little unusual for me because usually I play things for like around 10 minutes and then I move them down to three minutes. But that was just like, I did it and I had this, and while I was doing it, I'm very, I'm very aware of whether I'm happy with things. Sometimes I'm a little surprised and something is better than I, I think. It very rarely is worse than I think occasionally but that one I was like oh and and I would just like started laughing when I finished so I was like oh that's good <laughs> and then I I and then I was like oh yeah so nice. and and I thought well well this also you know I like to play one one song that's not made by me on every recording because it shows a little bit of to people like the process of what you're thinking musically yes and it's and and it's very much in the jazz tradition, like even like in the 1950s when they were trying to, like when Thelonious Monk was just a weirdo. Mm-hmm. On on every record, they would have him play a standard, even though he composed so many songs. And then they put even a full albums of him playing other people's music because they were trying to show, oh well, this is in a certain kind of tradition. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a way to get people to think of the music in in other ways. You know, you know, Elton is a great player, so it's not like I'm slumming or something to play it. He's not, yeah. he's not somebody who I. I appreciate that comment, and I also appreciate the uh, the choice of Benny and the Jets over uh, Philadelphia Freedom. Um, <laughs> it's one of yeah, those, no, no, no. It's it's a song that I remember exactly where I was when I first heard it. You know, and you know. Oh, really. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, even like the, on the trio record, I played somewhere over the rainbow and it was, it's the same sort of thing. There's a certain, it can get, it can, it it can be a little bit of a gateway for people to get into your music. Mm-hmm. And so, of what you're doing. I like that. I want to yeah. ask you about, um, so there's there's a uh, and I'm I'm always excited when this happens is connection uh, between you and uh, Rope It Up artist in the Peak District in the UK Aaron Dalton and I see some mastering credits on here but also there, there's some remixes correct yes there's two remixes on it. Can you talk talk about that process? Uh, I sure can because because I'm in the middle of that process right now. Okay. Because, and, well, first of all, it comes from you because you had put out the word. You said Robodope should be doing remix, and and then I contacted you and you said, well, check out these guys. And also, I just went through the whole Robodope catalog of applicable records that have been released in like the last year and a half. And I really like this guy's music and I contacted him and he was like, yeah, I'd like to do it. So, and at this point we had, we had never talked. And, and then, so a couple months passed and I would, I, I would send him a, I'd send him a note, like, I don't know, like every three weeks. Cause I didn't want to bother the guy saying, how's it going? He says, it's coming, but I don't want to show you yet. Cause I think he was nervous to show it to me because you don't know, you know, you do the work and I might be the person who says, wow, I really hate this. So finally, finally he sends me one and I was like, and I, I played it like 10 times over and over again. I absolutely love it. And it's a remix of um, Transparent Frame. And so then I, then I wrote him back and I said, I just wrote him and I sent him a picture of me smiling and laughing. And so next thing, the next day he sends me another one. So he was just sort of waiting to to make sure I didn't hate it. And at that point, the floodgates opened. And at this point, we're releasing a record together on Rope It Open July. I I believe it's a July 13th. Is that a Friday? A Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah, and um, and he's going he's he's going nuts in the Peak District. He's done around 50 minutes of music. Some of it is remixes of of the um, of the music on away from the many uh but some of it is other music that i've sent to and and as we've continued to collaborate he's just he's just like at first he like he didn't mess with the piano sound too much but now he's totally messing with the piano sound so now it's like it's it's sort of for me what it feels like with what he's doing to me it's like i wake up when he sends me the new music it's like I wake up in a in another body. Wow. 
And who hasn't ever wanted to do that? Like you just wake up and it's you, but you're somebody else. It's, it's like I recognize that it's, it's related to what I do, but he's transformed it so, so creatively, so completely. It's, it's, it's really exciting. Finally, after we had been like collaborating by computer for, I don't know, like over a month, we finally talked on the phone once, but that's the only contact I've ever had with him. If I, if I see him on the street, I don't know what he looks like. So it's, it's sort of exciting this sort of this way, but we, but we're, um, we're like in a constant process now because he, he's on fire. I got to say, I'm on fire a little too, because all of a sudden I was like, let me think of something that would be really great for him to just like turn into something else. So I, I did a couple of original pieces, but he's got, you know, he, he, he's really, he's really like taken this idea and, and gone crazy. And I think this, I think this record, I don't even know what the record, like what type of music is. I think it's, I think in, in England, in England it's called electronica, but they have a lot of different, a lot of different types of electronica. Yeah. Like he sort of gave, you know, like, so, so he, he's going to be much better about talking about what this music is. Yeah. But all I can say is I really like the idea of, I like the idea of um, transformation. Like you have something and it's transformed. If, if I, especially in the modern world where your original can all always be accessed. So it's not like, Oh, somebody's taking my music and they've ruined it because and you can't hear what I originally did. So I'm pretty zen about what happens. But, but generally speaking, the two that are on the, the record, you know, I, I, was, I was like, I just loved them. And the one, um, the Slow Drag Remax, I just took completely as is. And the other one, it was just like, I just said, can you make these kind of minor adjustments, which you made? And, um, and uh, you know, they're sort of like a, a cheerful ending to the record kind of like like yeah. you can get up and, and and you can you can get up and dance around i mean i don't know how it's going to work when it's like on shuffle play but on everything else it's just going to be like oh look at this wake up and it's time to you know stop wallowing get out in the world again it's so amazing to me it's so fascinating you know you look back in retrospect i don't know what inspired me to say aaron's the cat you know uh in that process when you mentioned this but aaron, mm-hmm. aaron has had uh you know is no stranger to uh trauma and and death it's fascinating i think that the two of you come together around that same concept in in many ways about how to express uh feelings mm-hmm. in the face of uh life and death and how to transform uh, sort of document that that transformation mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to to something positive and uplifting, uh, and also to to be to welcome change. You know, I mean, that, that's the yeah. You have to be able to. Yeah, work. I'll say I'll say this about it. This guy, this guy, he is he is one of the best people I've ever worked for because worked with because there are so many. Like I've worked with um, quite a few electronic musicians before, and the main problem was getting getting them to actually complete anything because they have like a million options for their work. 
So they're always like, oh, it's not ready. It's not ready. But but he's working on a really high level and working really fast too, which I appreciate. He, he's like, he's like, he's like inspired and they were snowed in in England too. So he was, mm-hmm. he was in that, like that room. He, he told me he met you. I did. I, I, I had a, I had a day off in, uh, in London, at the London Jazz Fest. I was supposed to go to uh, Germany and I chose not to. And I took North to try to find uh, Tolkien's, village <laughs> where, right <laughs> and i realized i was headed towards where aaron lived so it was a rainy day in england not a surprise and i popped over and saw his uh you know his work at the at staffordshire university i believe right music uh director educator there and you know the beautiful studios that he you know put together uh for the university and uh you know, got off the train, looked at that, had some lunch, got back on the train and headed back. <laughs> it was, it was Sweet. so pleasant uh, and wonderful. Well, I'm very excited about all of this. I've learned a lot in this, uh, in this time. And um, I can't wait to, to uh, bring this out to the world. Uh, and, uh, and, and then, and then to follow, you know, with more this summer when, when the, uh, when that remix record comes out, but at least people will get a taste. Where can we send them at the end of this recording? Um, your website is richardxbennett.com. Okay, and then of course at ropeitup.com we'll have all the information as well. Richard, thank you so much. our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Station Tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21 Soul. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and wherever else pods are cast. Our video interview series is available on YouTube at Ropeadope99. And you can find out more about the artists we speak with at Ropeadope.com. Our show is produced by Nick Perry. Our theme song is from Red Hook Soul by saxophonist Michael Blake. You can find more of that at michaelblake.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming service. And finally, thanks to all of you who keep the flame burning for independent, quality music. To the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and to those of you who are taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.